0: All right. I am here with Mary Hayes Greco. My name is Aaron Warhol, and Mary, we are here meeting on this podcast once again to figure out how we rise and thrive. We rise and thrive. We rise
1: because it, we could be low. We could yep. be low. It's <laughs> winter. It's a pandemic still, mm-hmm. but we want to lift our little faces to the horizon and, and keep a good attitude and mm-hmm. keep good company and go forward. So. Very now good. we're hanging out after class after my beautiful life class on on saturday mornings we're are hanging out and kind of um exploring a few of the ideas
0: yeah yeah and the, the class so far has been great and i just I, so we've had two classes and you're still the doors are still open if people want to join it's a weekly mm-hmm. class called my beautiful life saturday mornings from 10 a.m to 12 30 p.m central time Mm -hmm. And because we're in Minnesota and it's just been great. There's some really cool people on there and sharing and then you give a lecture Mm -hmm. sort of and then uh, there's breakout groups and that's what we had fun doing today. And I I was hoping we could we could meet and record this for the podcast because I wanted to just talk a little bit more about some of the some of the topics that you covered. Yeah. Because there's always more to say, right? There is always more to say. Yeah. So today you were you were talking about mentors and you were talking about role masters. models, yeah, and mastery,
1: masterful people mm-hmm. that we have known and who have inspired us, and how important that is to actually have some people that we look to that are carrying a light uh, in a in a certain full-on way that we want to do that too
0: yeah and I I think just to start off with you know for some reason it seems like there are a lot of bright lights leaving the world right now <laughs> and you had some good ways of talking about that maybe let's start start there with our, our conversation with our discussion today yes
1: yes it's especially uh, fresh in my mind that um, we have this amazing Uh, privilege of being in touch with, being connected uh, with certain great souls, like uh, Thich Nhat Hanh who has just passed away in the last two days. A lot of people are talking about him and his tremendous influence. It's Mm -hmm. just tremendous influence on many individuals and movements and groups around the world. And yet if you, if you watch a video of him teaching, he's just amazingly sweet and almost innocent almost childlike very very gentle and very um present super present so uh, a lot of people are talking about that those practices of mindfulness and presence and compassion that he's been teaching and leading for many many years as a buddhist teacher and yeah he's he's gone home and (laughs) uh It's a chance for us to think about, um, you know, the kind of uh, the kind of loving light he he has planted in the world and Mm. and what kind of loving light will I be planting in the world?
0: Yeah, whenever we lose someone culturally, you know, and everybody's talking about, oh, Betty White died or, oh, this famous comedian who is so lovely or different leaders, um, you know, movements, leaders, Um, there's sort of this, these, these two different ways that I feel about that. I mean, one, it's always sad. And you think of people who are close to someone who is really remarkable, who, and they've, they've experienced some loss, but then there's also this great outpouring. And I always learn so much. And I learn about the person, I learn about their values. I, and you hear the stories. Yeah. You hear
1: the stories of how this one individual interacted with this other individual and you, and the stories come back to you about, wow, who they really were day by day and how much the simple acts of compassion and kindness and teaching uh, changed uh, a trajectory for some people.
0: Yeah. And that is actually such an opportunity and a privilege that I, I really relish. And so that's, you know, I've been reading up on Thich Nhat Hanh and some of his, his, life contributions or life path the way that he walked in the world and it just is very clarifying and you were talking about this in our in our class this morning and i i pulled out a little clip of something you said mary about about role models and why they're important to us so let me just play that for you right now we imprint on role models with our you know um like like a baby
1: goose imprinting on a mother goose when um you see somebody who's further down the path than you you can pause to just let your body mind kind of imprint on that and and practice it practice it physically so uh one of the things i saw today kind of speaks to that there's a picture of he's he's referred to as thai affectionately by his followers a picture of Ty walking calmly through a, a woods with I don't know, a couple hundred people walking calmly behind him uh, in our local community in, in Stillwater. But the quote from him is, he says, Please do not build a shrine for me. Please do not put my ashes in a vase, lock me inside, and limit who I am. I know this will be difficult for some of you, if you must build a shrine though please make sure that you put a sign on it that says I am NOT in here in addition you can also put another sign that says I am not out there either and a third sign that says if I am anywhere it is in your mindful breathing and in your peaceful steps so his energy his teachings his embodiment of mindfulness he wishes to go forward in the mindful breathing and peaceful steps of anyone who was
0: influenced by him oh that's so great to hear that that quote from him mary that just really that's really stunning
1: (laughs) it's so him Mm. it's so him it's so humble and real and not about um worshiping his personality
0: well, and as a teacher, I mean, he's teaching all the way he goes. He's teaching people what to do when he is no longer here, which is really generous of him, too. <laughs> and really the
1: point. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, we spend all our time worshiping our role models. We need to uh, see what they are calling out of us, what they are handing to us as a tool or a way, mm. and practicing it and making it our very own. Um, I remember when I first came uh, into contact with my teacher Edith uh, how I just I just loved watching her walk because she just walked so calmly and steadily and I loved how she led a workshop she was so present and so calm and so uh, mindful and not in a hurry and so spacious and I really imprinted on her As a teacher of forgiveness and as a workshop leader, and I, I know sometimes I'm, I'm, it's coming out of my mouth that I sound just like her. Oh wow! (laughs) She would say, "Okay," after the break, and I found myself the first couple years saying, "Okay," and that's you know, that's just uh, little personality habits, and it's kind of funny. But I was find I was looking for my inner Edith in terms of uh, this. Spirit of steadiness Mm -hmm. that she had and um, I was when I met her I was kind of erratic I was sort of like up and down and all around and my my pace was very uh, Erratic and scattered and she was just like the current in the St. Croix River Mm. Going three miles an hour forever. (laughs) just a steady stream of awareness and work that looked like she was breathing. It looked like she was just breathing in and out when she was doing a workshop. Like it was, it looked so seamless and effortless. And I was such a intense, nervous, um, up and down person that I got so much out of just watching mm. her be steady.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in fact, I did the, the word of the year thing, you know, that you and I like to do Yeah, back then. I did this one word for three years. I don't think I've ever told you this one. But the word was steady. And I had the word steady taped all over my work stuff. And to remind myself of... uh, And I had a mental picture of how she walked through a day. How Mm -hmm. she walked through her household day. Because I lived with her for 10 days at a time. And she was the same. Steady from 7 in the morning to 11 at night. Just moving along doing things like breathing Mm -hmm. and so just to be able to watch that and then watch her travel and go to teach somewhere with a crowd of new people and teach her work steady as she goes just really uh it was a wonderful um example for me to imprint on and i i did work at it for several years and i think i i think i got somewhere
0: i i love that and i love Uh, The word imprint is so funny because we think of it as like, you know, babies or children or toddlers, but I love the idea that we can have masterful teachers imprint on us all throughout our life all through our lives
1: it's just a human process we learn Mm -hmm. from other humans and and then when i went and taught uh some forgiveness teachers and one of my teachers who's, who's a psychologist who was um team teaching with me and then she was doing sessions in her office forgiveness sessions and she said whenever she got Overwhelmed or scared or stuck in a session with someone with a big emotional story. She said she was looking for her inner Mary Hayes Greco Oh, Oh, I got to call my inner Mary (laughs) and she would pretend she was me (laughs) For the next five or ten minutes and by pretending she was me for the next five or ten minutes She got through that moment in a an intuitive way she got real Mm -hmm. intuitive and Mm. flexible and a little light a little funny and a little creative and then she got around that corner with that person and they were you know doing well so that i thought that was funny because you know it's hard enough being me without having someone else <laughs> trying to be me <laughs> but anyway she was imprinting on the, the you know the part of me that was gifted and natural and she was finding that in herself in the same way that i found my inner edith for a while as i was training and but then eventually we we incorporate it we make it ours we we become good at that thing that we have studied on someone else.
0: Well and that's really the point of self mastery is look you know looking at your life working with your life your own life story and trying to figure out you know where where do I need to improve things where do I need to heal things what is it I want to place my attention and intention on and so looking to others and especially people that you admire um for their greatness or what they've overcome um i think that's great so these role models it's a great it's a great it's one of the tools i guess right it
1: is i think i think admiration like healthy admiration of other people in our lives or on the landscape of our um, awareness is i think it's just a healthy way to grow into a Mm. new part of yourself Mm. as long as you're aware that when you really admire someone out there You're actually uh, bringing to life the seed of something in yourself that you were hungry to grow, that you were hungry to become. In the same way that when we um, project negative things on other people, when we're really irritated by someone out there, very often they are mirroring for us a negative quality that we have or a weakness that we have. And and it's in our shadow awareness. We're not directly aware of it. And so we get, we get to hate it out there. Oh, I hate that. When that person does that, you know, we don't want to acknowledge that. Oh, actually I do that too. And and I don't like that. And so we, we learn, you know, from the landscape of people around us, those that irritate and upset us and those that inspire and motivate us. Mm-hmm. Um, we just keep learning about being human from other
0: humans. Well, and this goes along with this phrase that that you say that I think comes from Roberto Assagioli. Uh, but I want you to talk more about it. But who we may be, mm-hmm. right? Is that it? Yes. Who we may be. Yes. And and kind of holding that and not just thinking, oh. I was gonna have this great life or this good situation, but then I screwed it up and Now I ruined everything, but it's it's like it's this potential That we can always kind of get back on track to some degree and heal our lives and work with with whatever's showing up for us Right we have in his model. Um he talked
1: about the the unconscious self, that the lower unconscious self, which is kind of like a combination of a lot of very early memories and training and habits and things that we learned and then that dropped it kind of out of our awareness. Like, how do you ride a bike? It's in your unconscious now, um, but it's there informing you. And your higher unconscious, which is uh, close to Uh, your soul's freedom and purposes and Inspiration and potentials seeds of potential are there. We're all walking along with these this like pouch of golden seeds that could be planted at some point and watered and, and fertilized and growing into new parts of us So Edith used to say that it's like every person is walking around with um a checkbook in their back pocket that has a million dollars in it but they don't know it's there and they're not writing checks on it mm-hmm. <laughs> they're thinking that they're broke but they yeah. have this this checkbook in their back pocket in the same way we have the the gifts and guidance and wisdom and um new possibilities from our soul and our higher unconscious and sometimes that reaches in to our daily life and touches us through dreams or through Uh, Meeting another person that is really walking something that we want and we realize that
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think when when we talk about and we're talking about this in the class My beautiful life class that you're teaching right now how to become a soul illumined personality Then we also can look to others that that seem to have accomplished that or seem to be living that and They can help us find our way there, right?
1: Right. Well, just by being their authentic self mm-hmm. and us being our authentic self, but noticing where are those rough spots, where are those um, those parts of me that are clumsy or unformed or uh, reactive from something that happened to me a long time ago. So um, by watching someone else being smooth in ways that we want to be smooth, we, it mirrors for us our rough spots and it invites us to start with the polishing.
0: Okay, so I also want to bring in forgiveness because that's one of your main tools. How does forgiveness work within all of this as we're figuring out who we may be?
1: Well, it's our forgiveness is this amazing companion in a spiritual journey in that if we learn how it works, if we learn the the process and in my in my situation it's a eight-step method that i've learned that i find reliably works Um, then we can take places in our story where we have felt held back or limited or wounded or you know we've been humiliated and are afraid to try again with something we can go to those places in our story where we are a little bashed up still a little dented in and take one story at a time through this very straightforward potent healing process and it's like it it you know it bangs out those those dings that you had Mm -hmm. (laughs) smooths you out polishes you up uh gives you new sense of yourself that may was maybe was lost for a while but now you're reclaiming it so it's it's absolutely central to everything that I have found important in my mastery journey. It, it keeps, like you said, Aaron, when you came to the first workshop, it's the center of the circle. Mm-hmm. It keeps going back there. And I think that's probably why it was a central message in most of the great religions. Cause it's that important. It's that, uh, key to us becoming the best version of ourselves.
0: Yeah. And, and, I, I guess what I think about it when I say it's the center of the circle, it's like the, it's the way that we reach beyond ourselves to a new idea, a new way of handling a situation, kind of beyond limitation. And so if we could, I, I'm just curious, you know, Mary, as you're thinking about all this, and then you were reflecting on Thich Nhat Hanh and, and his life and his contribution, how do, how do you see it? work fitting in with with the self mastery work
1: well he his focus has been mindfulness and peacefulness and compassion and coming out of a background in which he experienced um, a lot of harsh things uh, through war and you know being a refugee and other other difficult human journeys he entered into his testing ground fully and one by one passed all his tests and gained Mm. this this body of quiet power and knowledge that he walked with and shared and continued to cultivate so um you know there's a number of different traditions that people walk in you know prescribed pathways of becoming enlightened and mine mine looked like teaching unconditional love and forgiveness Uh, because of my nature which has been to be very wounded and complicated background and and a personality that holds grudges that (laughs) likes likes to hate Mm -hmm. likes to be right that um but yet wants to fly wants to be free and joyful so uh that became my container my pathway and again and again it it brought me in touch with the gifts of every other pathway. Every time you heal something through forgiveness, you are more present, for instance. Mm. You are naturally more present. You are naturally going forward into the relationship in a mindful way. Um, Those those gifts from mindfulness just naturally get enhanced by doing forgiveness work. So in a way, I often liken this process of self-mastery As like each one of us is a beautiful jewel a beautiful rock that's come out of the ground and uh, our destiny is to be a gorgeous faceted polished amethyst in a setting that's shining beautifully but on the way we have to like you know hammer off the the chunks of old sediment and uh, carve out the shape and And uh, cut the facets and rough polish it and then fine polish it and you know that's kind of what um, becoming ourselves is like it's like becoming the full, full jewel of who we might be so in the same way that you would pull a chunk of amethyst or malachite or some nice stone out of the ground you look at it it's kind of rough but you're thinking oh you know I can see this I can see where this could be really beautiful and I can see how to approach um, letting the beauty in this stone emerge mm. in the same way we're all doing that. We're all emerging in the beauty of who we may be.
0: Cool. Yeah, and I'll just say one more thing. When I think about like where we are in this moment in time with the pandemic that seems to not want to end, polarization, aggression, divisiveness, like there's just culturally so much going on that's just so hard to take and seemingly so, I mean, just so toxic. And then we have this moment where we put collectively our attention on a master like Thich Nhan Han as he transitions. And suddenly we're paying attention to all these stories and his his message and his way of being and his life is just such a different, it's, it's such a different energy, Mary, than so many of those other things I just mentioned. It's really something, isn't it? It's medicine. And it's almost like uh, his
1: energy is like cool water in Mm. a place that has a lot of fire going on.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just as we wrap up here, um, I guess uh, anything more you want to say about what you've you've taken from reflecting on him this week and then anything more you want to say about what we're where we're going with the with the class next week? Well I guess um, I looked
1: briefly at a couple of videos of him teaching this morning Mm -hmm. you know and he hasn't been my teacher. Um, I don't I don't really orient in a central way towards buddhism in the way some of my friends are buddhists Mm -hmm. Um, i've been more immersed in yoga and holistic psychology and forgiveness work but looking at his videos just uh for a few minutes it came through to me that how powerful the humble teacher is Mm. uh you know as americans we're used to like you know, fancy stars and public speakers and glamour (laughs) and people trying to be bigger, better, brighter most. Mm -hmm. But the way that he sat there so um, calmly and had this kind of childlike curiosity and um, appreciation across his features as he spoke of things, it was just uh, such a gift to know, um, that we can in, in some level we can just all relax more <laughs> mm. let's relax more let's find out what he knows let's find out what um, mindfulness and breathing and meditation can bring us in terms of being okay in this day in this present world even though there's plenty of fire around that we are you know sitting near uh, a cool lake and uh, we're seeking that cool lake inside Mm. us
0: still water (laughs) (laughs) well any any other messages you want to share Well, class goes on class goes on
1: and um, we're going to be friendly about allowing individuals who really feel like they're vibing to me and this stuff um, to join in as you discover us um, and we'll just adjust the price for it you know depending on Uh, when you're joining and uh, so that's that is an opening the next two weeks we're going to be studying intuition Mm. and how intuition is the way that our soul guides us into more ease and more purposefulness
0: everybody loves studying intuition
1: (laughs) I know it's the fun stuff it is really fun the magic stuff
0: yeah cool well thank you so much Mary and so I'll just say and I'll put it in the show notes too but maryhayesgreco.com is your website and that's where people can find out more about my beautiful class no my beautiful my life beautiful life class. class
1: yeah yes
0: all right well thanks and you'll get to
1: see aaron too and she's a <laughs> she's a really smart and sweetheart of a person
0: so ah thanks you'll all right too. <laughs> talk to you again soon all bye. right Bye bye